you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It's good to be in church. We're glad everyone is here. Melita, we're glad to see you be able to be in church today. We're praying for, want to pray for Brother Dale. God is a miracle worker. We want to pray for Pat and ask God to make her so she can run the aisles again. And we want to pray for, uh, for uh, all, remember the Browns, Rodney Riss, Paul Swain, Sister Myers, Gene Lack, and Mike Fontenot. We want to remember all of them and all that are sick, not able to be here. We want to pray for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want to welcome all of our guests here. Bonnie and Kenny, we're glad you all are here. Scott Dixon, we're glad you're here. We're glad everyone is here today. So, But let's invite God to take over this service here today. Let's love Him, church. God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God, your word is true and your grace is sufficient. Standing on your promises, God. God, that you are the God of glory. You are the great I am. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, because of the miracle of heaven. Thank you, Lord. Have your way in this service. Every need, every petition, God, you more than able. God, have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Thank you for it, God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You may be seated. The brothers bring the offering pans. We'll receive the offering. Glory.
God good all the time. Hallelujah. Brother Luke. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands and shout unto God with the voice of triumph today. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? How many is thankful that you're filled with the Holy Ghost on your way to heaven? Hallelujah. Praise God. It's good to be in church today. Amen. It's good to be in church today. It's real good to be in church today. Hallelujah. Good to see everyone that is in the house of the Lord. Lord bless you for coming to the house of God this morning. I pray that the Lord would richly bless each and every one of you. And uh, I count it a privilege and an honor to be able to be in God's house to worship, to praise, to glorify, to magnify His wonderful name because He is good. He's really, really, really good. Amen. He is great. He is greatly to be praised today. There's no way that we could pray Him, praise Him too much. There's not even a possible way that we could praise Him enough. But what we want to do is praise Him to the best of our ability today. How many wants to do that this morning? Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Along with Brother Cooper, we welcome everyone to the house of the Lord today, our guests that are here. Good to see you in the house of the Lord. Good to see Sister Bonnie here. Amen. Brother Scott, good to see Mickey here today and uh, everyone else that's in the house of God. Glad that you're here. And um, we want to pray for all of those who are unable to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, Some are sick and unable to be here. Some are unable to be here due to conditions in their bodies, and we pray that the Lord would help and strengthen them, and we want to welcome everyone that has joined us this morning on the internet. Lord bless you. We want you to join in and worship the Lord together with us. Keep your mind on God. Get your mind off of dinner here and at home, could I say that, and uh, let's get our mind on the Lord. Get your Bibles Dust them off, get them off of the shelf, and uh, let's get into the Word of the Lord today. Let's have church the best that we can under the circumstances that we're dealing with. And uh, I want to uh, say to everyone, yesterday we had a great time, and all the men that come out and uh, ate with us, we do appreciate you coming out. And how many enjoyed those biscuits yesterday morning? Amen. And... uh, Thank Brother Duplessy and and uh, his helpers for doing that and um, <clears throat> making that possible. So we had a great time. The Lord held off the rain for us. I think about the time everyone got in their vehicles and left, it started pouring down rain. And uh, so we thank the Lord for a beautiful morning yesterday morning and uh, fellowship. And I appreciate the good men of this church. I appreciate all the good saints of this church. And I appreciate the men of this church and the young people of this church. I count it a privilege and an honor to be able to be a member of this church and also to be the pastor of this congregation. I count that a very high honor today that you would call me pastor. And I want you to know that. Love and appreciate each and every one of you and uh, this great church family. 
And uh, so I want to uh, remind you to pray. Uh, let's keep praying for Brother Strebel. Uh, let's continue to pray for Brother Mefford. They both need miracles from God. Sister Myers is not doing well at all. And uh, we pray that God would touch her, give her a miracle in her body. We know a God that is a miracle worker, a God that is able to heal to the uttermost. And we pray that God would move in that hospital room today and touch her and uh, give her a miracle in her body and strengthen that family today. And um, so uh, I want to remind you there will be church here tonight. So uh, not dismissing service tonight, but there will be no midweek service this week. So after tonight, our next service will be uh, next Sunday morning. And uh, so we will be having church tonight. Following the service tonight, there will be a meal prepared uh, for all, all the family and church family and everyone that you bring to the house of God. Uh, come over and eat tonight. I, I've been, I, I don't know about you, but I've been kind of enjoying it. If I could find up some way to petition off part of that gym where we could put all the noisy little kids in one section and kind of glass it in. That way we could watch them where they won't kill each other, but we can't hear anything. Boy, that would be nice. And uh, maybe one day we'll be able to build another building and and uh, have all of that taken care of. And uh, But I tell you what, it's so nice to go over there and you don't feel like anybody's uh, mad that you're there. And uh, don't feel like anybody wants you to leave, and they don't go oh when you walk in, and and uh, plus it's very cheap, and uh, saves you a lot of money. And I do want to appreciate. I want to say thank you for all of you that are given donations. And so far, this has cost the church nothing. Everybody gives enough donations to provide, and uh, we thank you and thank you to all the teams that are working so hard. And um, remember to always, always say thank you when you go through that serving line. And uh, to do your part, don't leave your trash on the table. Pick it up. Everybody working together makes everything go a lot better. So thank you. And um, it is, I tell you, if you want to stay in the church, the best way to stay in the church is to get right in the middle it's hard to fall off of the edge when you're in the middle. And so stay in the middle of church. You say, oh, that's, that's not important. Have you ever read this, the book of Acts? In the very beginning of the birth of the church, they continued daily. One of those things they continued in besides the doctrine was fellowship. You've got to have fellow. Everybody's going to find fellowship somewhere. You better find it in the church. Well, that's not my message this morning, but I am <clears throat> I am going to be a little bit different this morning uh, this morning than what I normally am on Sunday mornings. This has kind of been on my heart. We had a great time in the Lord last Sunday. Brother March was here. And uh, looking forward to him being back with us sometime in January. And while I'm on January, there's been a lot of questions about the youth rally. And I already have the preacher. I've had the preacher for months. I don't know if that's going to work out. But um, 
Brother McKellop is supposed to be with us from Canada, and I don't know how the travel is working out. I don't know uh, what's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks, but it is scheduled for the 15th, I believe. I think that is right. Is that correct? Uh, January the 15th. Uh, we have not sent out inf- uh, invitations because I'm not sure. It will be a last-minute decision, just about like everything else is last-minute decisions. Uh, this year, and um, so if it will, it be on a much smaller scale than normal, and uh, we will, if we have it, we will invite outsiders, but uh, it will be much smaller than normal. So we're going to do something, if it's just for our local congregation or whatever, we will do something that weekend. So that is my plan, so if you're wondering about that, uh, continue wondering, because I don't know either. So we'll all wander together. I've been wondering about it for almost a year now. <clears throat> and so you can wonder about it for a couple of weeks. So anyway, I want to, I want to, um, I want to do the right thing. And uh, through this, we're trying to maneuver through all that is going on and, uh, the right way. And, uh, so y'all pray with me and bear with me on last minute decisions and it's not like I would like to do it but it's just necessity at this time but i i've been i have been i'm i'm starting now so uh <clears throat> so you can start the clock now and um i have been uh thinking about something there's some things that has transpired that has that has um kind of spark my interest in this, and uh, I have kind of done a little bit of surveying myself, and um, <clears throat> I, I want to, um, I want to try to, to encourage us today. There is some things I feel that, that we are missing, and not just this local assembly, but I see this across uh, the landscape of uh, oneness Pentecostal movement, our fellowship, people that I <clears throat> I have preached for, places that I have traveled, and uh, I've talked to people around, and uh, there is a lack of um, of seeking God for the supernatural things of God, and uh, reaching out to God and having a hunger for the things that God can do and will do and what is important in the working of the body of Christ, which is the church. And uh, so I want, I want to bring some of those things to our attention today, and uh, the supernatural uh, does not just come with receiving the Holy Ghost. What I see people uh, doing that receives the Holy Ghost is so many people stop at that point. And uh, they do not have a desire or a, a hunger to move beyond that point. I, I said to one minister this morning, I was talking to him about some of these things, and I said, you know, it reminds me of kind of like when uh, we were going to school together and we went to a, a private school and um, they, would, they would make us, when we would get in a fight, you'd have to 
First of all, they would correct you, and that correction had to do a lot with a paddle. And um, then they would make you look at the other one and say, now you, you apologize and tell them you love them. That was always very difficult to do. I'd about rather take a paddling than I would have to tell somebody I hated I loved them. And I was having hatred at that moment. But uh, we would tell them in front of the teachers just to get by. And then when we would get out for recess and we'd say, I love you just enough to go to heaven. However much that is. Uh, and I'm sure that you have thought that as an adult. I love them just enough to go to heaven and absolutely no more. But I think sometimes our salvation is to the point of that salvation. Just the bare minimum that we have to have to go to heaven. And people stop there. They come, they repent, they speak in tongues, they get baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, They change a lifestyle and start living for God, but they never grow in God. They never reach out for more of God. And the fact is, a lot of people stop at that point because uh, I don't want to make any more commitment than I have to, than is necessary uh, to to get from here to where I want to go and my ultimate goal is heaven. And goal is heaven. And so there there is, I, and then I think a lot of it may be that in preaching we do not, we do not promote, we do not encourage enough that there is so much more. You always hear that there's so much more to God than what you have at this particular point. You can never extend all of there is to God and how your relationship can develop in God. But there are things that we as individuals, as saints of God, should have a desire to seek after and to hunger for. I want to read to you, if you have your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 1, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Uh, you, don't, you don't have to stand because I'm going to read a lot of Scripture today. Romans chapter 1, I told you I started way while ago, so I've been on the clock for a while. Romans chapter 1 and verse number 11, the Apostle Paul is speaking to the church at Rome, and he says, For I long to see you. I have a desire to see you that I might, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift. To the end, you may be established that I have a desire, I have a longing to see you, not just to fellowship with you, but I am coming to you to impart some spiritual gift. Now, now remember, he is writing to the church at Rome. So he is writing to converts, people that have already been filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. And so he's speaking to them in Romans chapter 1 as he opens up this letter to the church at Rome, that I am coming, that I might impart some spiritual gift. So what you have now, there is more that God wants you to have and more that God wants you to do in your life. Paul speaking to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 1. You got 1 Corinthians 14, verse number 1. 
And just keep your Bible open to Corinthians. We're going to be there a while. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 1. It says, follow charity and, everybody say desire. Desire spiritual gifts. Now, take into consideration that he is writing to the church at Corinth. These are born-again, apostolic, tongue-talking, Holy Ghost-filled believers. Water baptized in the name of Jesus. But rather that you may prophesy. He said, desire spiritual gifts. That's something that you should desire as a child of God. Look at chapter 14, verse number 12. Even so, ye for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that you may excel to the edifying. Everybody look at that. You got your Bible open? Look at that. To the edifying of what? The church. To the edifying of the church. So these things are not only something that you should seek after, but these things are something that is edifying, that is uplifting, that is up encouraging, that is, is necessary for the church. And so, be zealous, be excited, be exuberant, be desirous of that spiritual gift. And then he tells us again in Corinthians 14 and 1, desire spiritual gifts. He tells us Romans chapter 1, that he is coming to them, that he has a hunger and a longing to see them, that he might impart unto them some spiritual gifts. So my desire for you today is that I could say something that would encourage you, that would propel you, that would entice you, that would stir up a hunger in you that you would desire spiritual gifts from God. Now, spiritual gifts are not just talking about the Holy Ghost, but this is added things that comes from God, that comes with a relationship with God. You do not get the spiritual gifts that God has to offer by living for God foolishly or carelessly. But you have to seek after these things. You're not going to wake up one day and say, Wow, I can't believe this is happening. I'm using the gifts of the Spirit. I can prophesy. I can heal the sick. I can, I can do all of these things. These things do not come by accident. But first, there has to be a relationship with God. Then there has to be a desire. It has to be something that you hunger for, something that you long for. And these things are necessary for a book of Acts church. Now, we have learned how to operate to a point without some of these gifts. That's what is very disturbing to me. As I, 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 I was listening to... Uh, an elder, uh, speak on these things. And someone asked him the question. And he said, and they said, what, what do you see as the apostolic movement as a whole? What, what is the main change that you see in the apostolic movement as a whole? What do you see happening now that, that we are getting away from? And this was his answer. His answer was, 
I see the apostolic church now that has no hunger or no desire for the supernatural. I was talking a, a few weeks ago about this and how that God says that He would send angels to minister to us. Ministering spirits, the angels. And, and I talked about someone that I know that told a story about seeing an angel or having a visitation of an angel. And I listened at people across the country as they criticized that person for what they said happened to them. And how that we are so critical of the supernatural. Now I'm not talking about some, uh, spooky, far out, weird, where you walk around and you're, you're so spiritual that you're no benefit to this earthly, uh, you're no earthly good and, uh, you're always up a little bit higher than everybody else. The apostle Paul had visitations from God. He heard the voice of God that said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. He's seen a bright light from heaven. He even said that in one place, he said, I've seen things that are not lawful for me to write. I've been caught up into the third heaven. All of these things that he experienced. But still, the Apostle Paul was not some some far out, weird being that was no earthly benefit. No matter how, all the things that the Apostle Paul has seen, he was still writing to the churches. He was still preaching to converts. He was still trying to encourage people to live for God. He was just your common, ordinary man that was highly used of God. Now, we look at Bible figures and Bible players like they were some supernatural beings. They were not supernatural beings. They were just, they were just humans just like you and I that desired a better thing. That totally submitted their life and their will to God and God used them in supernatural ways. And God can use us in supernatural ways, but we as individuals have to desire these things. What I have seen, and and as I talk to different elders, and I I discuss these things with them, and I I was asking one myself, I said, what do you see as a change in the apostolic movement? What is the most detrimental and dangerous thing that you see happening? Along the same lines that we have learned to, to work and to move and to operate without... The supernatural working of the power of God. And I'm not, I'm not interested in a professional, a professional church. I'm not interested in all the professional addicts of music and singing. I want us to be the best that we possibly can be. Do our best. You practice to do your best. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into this where everything has to be so professional and we have, we have changed the supernatural working of the Holy Ghost and we've got beautiful buildings, we've got, we've got colored lights, we've got trained choirs, we've got trained musicians, and we try to produce something that is lacking in our life. Because it's too difficult 
to reach for the supernatural that God has. And this is what I see as as Pentecost. A lot of you don't see all of this because you don't travel as much as I do. But I I see this, and this is what I've experienced. That that man, every church now has to look like a theater. That that concerns me. That disturbs me. Because when you turn something that's supposed to be godly into a theater, then it becomes a performance. And, and, and every, every preacher can do what, what he wants to do, but, but there is no time while I'm here that we're going to come in here and paint these walls black and we're going to get blue lights or red lights or green lights. That's not... That's not what we're seeking after. But what we need, what we need, church, is a demonstration of the supernatural power of God. Amen. Now, now I, I want to do something here. Um, I want I want to ask you boys a question, okay? You just answer me. The answer to this is yes or no, okay? I'm not going to tell you yes or no, but that, that would be it. Do you know what tongues and interpretation is? Yes or no? You do? Okay. You know, Brother Zach? You don't know? Do you know? Yeah. You don't know? You don't know? Do you know, Levi? You don't know? Do you know? Do you know? You know? You girls know? You girls know? Do you know, Brother Quad? Do you know? You know? You know? And I assume that you know. Parker, do you know? You know? <laughs> That's the answer, yeah. This is something that should be desert, disturbing to us. We missed a generation here. Because, you know, you know one of the main reasons is? Because it's not pretty Pentecost. It's odd. It's a little strange. It's a little weird. It's a little disturbing. It's a little like when you got visitors here, you're praying, Oh, I hope sister so-and-so don't stand up and do that. It makes us nervous because it's not the ordinary. You know why it's not the ordinary? Because it's a supernatural. You know why it's necessary in the church? The Bible said that it's edifying to the church. You know why we need it? Because we're raising a generation that, that don't know what it is. And th- this is not their fault. They didn't give a wrong answer. They just gave an honest answer. No, because somewhere, somewhere in our life, we have failed to seek God for a gift from God. That God, I'm not just coming here to take up space. And I'm not just coming here to get by. 
And I'm not just coming here where I can enjoy the blessings of God, but I want to be a benefit. I want to have an experience, a relationship. Amen. Amen. You know, to my knowledge, to my knowledge, lest it happen sometime in January or, or February, I don't know when's the last time it happened, but but you know, we haven't had tongues and interpretation this year. You know why? I think the main reason is Sister Cooper and Sister Dorothy Robbins has not been able to be at church. This is no, this is no disrespect to them. It's a, it's a disgrace to us that there is no one that says, Hey God, whatever they have sought God for to be used in that place, God, would you some way, somehow impart that into my life? Give me a hunger and a desire that I would seek after a spiritual, supernatural gift where I could be used in the Holy Ghost. You say, oh, I can't use it. Sister Cooper's not a superhero. Sister Robbins is not a superhero. They're not some supernatural beings that are not uh, common people here in this world. No, you know what they are? They're ordinary people. That said, God, at one point in their life, they said, God, whatever you see fit to do, ever how you see fit to do it, I just want to be used in a different realm. I'm not satisfied with coming here, sitting on a pew and letting something that is apostolic die out in my life. Amen. Amen. And I know... I know what people say, oh, it's just old people that do that. It's just old people that do that. You have to be old to do that. You have to be a woman to do that. You have to be something supernatural to do that. Oh, no, no, no. Somewhere in their life they started out. Somewhere in their life they started seeking God. I go back to my uh, church that I'm from there in Stuttgart and, and uh, Sister Eloise Hall that was here a couple of weeks ago and Brother Joe Pullman, all my life they had done it. And I remember there was another lady, Sister uh, Sister Sue Roberts, that, that she was used before, before that. And, uh, you know, all my life they've been old. That's the way I looked at them. But when I go back and I remember, you take, you take 40 years off of that. You take 45 years off of that. How old, how old Sister Eoy? 75? 76? So take 45 years off of that. She was doing it then. How old would she have been? How old? 31. How many, how many 31 and, and, and older do we have in here today? Amen. So see, God uses people that have a desire to be used. But this is what the Apostle Paul said. Amen. That, that I desire, I, I desire to impart spiritual gifts to you and desire you as an individual. You say, oh, 
I can't do that. What Are we willing to allow the supernatural working of the Holy Ghost to die out in the church? Amen. And I, this is not, this is not, I'm, I'm teaching a Bible lesson here. And it's not, uh, I, I'm not getting on to anyone. I am concerned myself. I'm concerned about myself as a pastor. And I'm concerned about the church that I pastor. And I'm concerned about the apostolic movement as a whole, not just this congregation, but how much of it we're getting away from. You know, you know, years ago, the nominal churches believed in holiness and separation from the world. But little by little, they started changing and, and allowing things to change and and uh, now today, for the most part, there's not a denominal church that you can tell there's any kind of difference in them and anybody out in the world because of these things. And I want to tell you, church, if we start moving away from the book of Acts and what was happening in the book of Acts and what was taking place in biblical times... At the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, the moving of the presence of God. I want to tell you, we're, we, we, we are not far removed from being just like everyone else. It's just a place where you come for fellowship and a performance. Oh, listen to them. I wouldn't give you ten cents for the greatest Organ player, piano player, drum player, bass player, guitar player, song leader that does not have a relationship with God. And if you will, if you will watch me, every once in a while when things are going a little wild, I'll go get the organ player, I'll go get the drummer, I'll go get the, the piano player, I'll go get the bass player, the guitar player, and the singer, and we all just going to shout for a while. Because if you can't worship God, you can't sing. Amen. It's just a performance. It's just a performance, no matter how good it sounds. Give me the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Give me some spirit. Give me a relationship with God. Give me a hunger to desire after the supernatural gifts of God. Amen. 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 Second Corinthians, or First Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. I would not have you ignorant. You know that you are all Gentiles carried away under these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a curse, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. So how can you sing praises unto God and God be pleased with it and happy with it if you're not full of the Holy Ghost? Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Now when you get the gifts, these different gifts, 
you're not receiving a different Spirit of God, but they are of the same Spirit. There are differences of administration, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but the same God which worketh in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. To profit with all. For to one, and this is talking about the different gifts. For to one is given the Spirit of the Word of Wisdom. To another, Word of Knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. But we don't need gifts of healing because we got a doctor. I want to tell you, we need the gifts of healing. We need the gift of faith. You have got to have faith. If, if there's ever been a time where we needed faith, it's in 2020 that we've been, we've been going through. You need some faith. Amen. You need God. God, give me the gift of faith. Amen. There is a measure of faith that is given to us, but there is a gift of faith that you can walk into any circumstance, in any problem, in any area, and you got faith that no matter what I face, God is going to make a way. It's a supernatural spirit that comes upon you that God is in control. Man is not in control, but God is in control. Give us some faith, God. Give us some faith, God. Give us faith to walk. Give us faith to talk. Give us faith to be what You've called us to be. Give us faith to hunger. Give us faith to believe that no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're facing, that You're going to make a way where there seemeth to be no way. That You've got a way already planned out. Give us some faith, God. Amen. Give us some faith, God, that You'll protect us in this time of this crazy virus that's going on. Amen. Give us some faith, God, that You'll keep it from us. Give us some faith, God, if we get it, that You are able to heal, that it's not a death sentence, that You're going to work a miracle. Give us faith, God, that going into this world, that no matter what the economy does, I've got my faith and my trust in God's economy, not the world. Economy, give us the spirit and the gift of faith. Amen. 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 To another faith, but by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing, but by the same Spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. God, help us to discern spirits. This is one of the most troubling things that that I deal with in life, of trying to discern spirits. And I tell you, I've let some foul spirits get by me. And I go to the altar and I say, God, some way, somehow, how can that set there and you not reveal it to me and you not open it up to me God give us a discerning of spirit amen that God we can we can protect our families because God has given us a discernment hey watch it hey I don't mean being spooky I mean being led by the Holy Ghost hallelujah 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 
I want God to give me a discernment of spirit that I could discern a pedophile when they come in. That I could discern a homosexual when they walk in. That I could discern a rapist when they walk in. Amen. That I could discern and say, hey, hey, I pray the prayer of protection over our church family. God, help us to understand we're living in a wicked and a cruel world. We need the help of the direction of the Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Discernment of what's going on. I want to protect my kids and I want to protect your kids. I want to protect my relationship. I want to protect your relationship. Amen. God, give me a discernment of spirit that when I have a man that's talking to somebody else's wife or a woman that's talking to somebody else's husband, amen, that God would speak the word. Amen. That God would reveal it. You say, oh, I'm scared about going there. No. It creates it's a safe atmosphere. The house of God is a safe place to be. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I never had, I never had the opportunity to, to know Brother Bean. He died when I was, I guess I was very, very young. Was it about 74 when he passed away? Amen. But I guarantee you. I've heard stories, and I've heard stories of Brother Duke that was blind that could say, hey, back there sitting in the green dress right here to my right, that God's got a word for you. And, and you know, and it scared people. People feared that. People were amazed at that. And people would watch what they were doing and, and, and watch what they were talking about. God works in some mighty mysterious ways. Amen. God can let your sin be revealed. But what we need is a moving in the operation of the supernatural power of God. God, get the sin out now. Clean my life out now. I don't want to think I'm on my way to heaven and I wind up in hell. I'm not trying to skate by. Amen. I'm serious about my relationship with God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Ananias and Sapphira come in to lie to the preacher and to lie and say they had done so much. It was, it was theirs. They could do whatever they wanted to with it. That wasn't the problem, but they lied to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost revealed it to the preacher. God struck them down right there. I want to tell you today, it can still happen. We think everything is an accident. Oh, they just mysteriously got sick and died. They just mysteriously had this problem. They just mysteriously lost this. I want to tell you some things that we think is just, just by coincidence is the judgments of God that God gets tired of messing with the situation. Amen. I want to tell you we're serving a merciful God, but on the other hand, we're serving a God that you're not going to push in the corner and you're not going to hold up against the wall and say, God, I'm doing you a favor. No, no, no. God is doing us a favor. Amen. 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 I got a little off subject there today, but, but I guess that's okay. Amen. To another, the working of miracles, the prophecy to another, discerning of spirits to another. Boy, I got off on that discerning of spirits. That's where I got, got crossways up. 
Amen. Sometimes God hides things from us, and I don't know why. Amen. I guess to make us where we could sleep at night. If I knew everything was going on, I'd probably... I don't know. Let's don't even go there. To another, divers kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the self-same Spirit, dividing to every man the servility as he will. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. And then we go into and on, on into uh, the twelfth chapter, it's talking about the body being fitly joined together. That every, the hand is necessary, the foot is necessary, the ear is necessary, the eye is necessary. Verse number 13, it says, For by one Spirit are you all baptized into one body, whether we be Jew or Gentile, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. And then I want, I want to skip through all the body, uh, being fitly joined together because I would really get sidetracked there. Let's skip down to verse number 28. Verse number 28. And God had set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then Gifts of healing, helps, everybody say helps, governments, diversity of tongues, diversity of tongues. Are all apostles, he is making a statement here, wanting to ask, asking you a question, and the, the answer to that is no. Are all prophets? The answer is no. Are all teachers? The answer is no. Are all workers of uh, miracles? The answer is no. Have all the gifts of healing? The answer is no. Do all speak with tongues? The answer is no. Now, a lot of people say that that's talking about the same tongues. Do all speak with tongues? That that's talking about the same as you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But he is talking about spiritual gifts. The gifts that was given out to individuals. Everybody that gets the Holy Ghost is going to speak with other tongues. It's the same Spirit. It's not the same gift. That is the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of tongues is different than the gift of the Holy Ghost. They will all speak with tongues. If you're going to go to heaven after the book of Acts, you're going to speak in tongues and be baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. So, so uh, let me get back to my, my topic here. Do all workers and they could do all... Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But this is what he says. Now, to pay very close attention to the last verse here, verse number 31. But covet earnestly the best gifts. Anybody know what covet means? I would just say that's kind of like desire, a hunger, reach for, try to grasp hold of. Covet. Have a desire. Have a hunger. Listen at me, young men. Have a hunger. Listen at me, young men. Have a hunger for the best gifts. Listen to me, young ladies. 
Have a hunger. Listen to me, middle age, whatever group that is. Have a hunger for the best gift. Covet them. Long for them. Desire them. Reach for them. Pray for them. Fast for them. Shout for them. And yet show I unto you a more excellent way. A more excellent way for the church is when the supernatural working of the power of God is moving and working correctly in the church. People say, oh man, this can be misused and abused. Oh yes it can. But we don't do away with it because somebody has done something foolish. Amen. Second Corinthians, or first Corinthians 12 and 30. Do all speak with tongues? Speaking in tongues is the same supernatural authority, but it is a different gift. I just dealt with that. The tongues are, tongues are the initial evidence of being filled with the Holy Ghost. According to Acts chapter 10 and verse number 46, they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. This is a way they knew that the Holy Ghost was being poured out to the Gentiles and Cornelius' household. They heard them speak with tongues. When somebody gets the Holy Ghost, they will speak with tongues. That's going to happen. It may not be fluently. It may not be what you expect. It may not even be what the person that speaks in tongues expects. Amen. A baby, when he starts talking, don't talk just like a normal person. Amen. And when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you will speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives you utterance. First Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 4. He, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. Now, this is what the Word of God says. This is a reason why the Apostle Paul come and set these things in order. That it was just a tongue-speaking fest in the house of God. That's out of order. But what he said in order, he said, when you speak in tongues, you're not, you're not edifying anybody but yourself. So when you pray, pray that God would let you speak in tongues. And I want to tell you this. I want you to ask yourself the question. How long has it been since you spoke in tongues? You wonder why you struggle living for God? You don't pray until you pray through. The Bible tells us that he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth who? Himself. That's the reason you don't speak in tongues one time and that's enough to do you, brother. You better die out to flesh daily. The Apostle Paul said, when he was setting this in order, he said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. I just do it in an ordinary, orderly way. I do it the way that it's supposed to be done. When you are praying, if it's been a long time since you spoke in tongues, you need to get down on your face before God and pray until you pray through and you speak in tongues. That's the reason why you can't control your Facebook page. That's the reason why you can't control your conversation. 
That's the reason why you're mad at this one, mad at that one, don't get along with that one, say something bad about that one, talk about things you don't have any business talking about. Why? Because you have not surrendered that unruly member on the altar of sacrifice and said, God, you just use it. Well, boy, that's good preaching right there, ain't it? Amen. That's the reason why you can't control your actions and your thoughts. Because you have not totally surrendered to the power and the glory of God. Amen. I know I'm going a little long, but I'm not through yet. Y'all just hang on just a second. Amen. Amen. For they heard them speak with tongues. Edifieth himself. But he that prophesieth edifieth the church. The problem is we get so carried away about ourself. What's in it for me? What can I get out of it? What about, what about me? It's me, 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 me. That's a problem in a lot of relationships. Boy, this Bible's full of things about relationships. What about me? What are you going to do for me? What are you going to buy me? Some of you is going to be so disappointed the morning of the 25th because me, me bought something bigger for you than you bought for me. I better get off of that subject. Lord, have mercy. Be done throwed all of you into a bad mood. Amen. But, but what about, what about me? I want to do it just for me. Oh, this is, this is, this is what happens when we come to church and, oh, I feel like having church and I just shout and I do my jig and next Sunday I don't feel like having church. So I just sit there. What are they? No, no. That's because it's about me. It's not about edifying the church. When it's about edifying the church, it's, man, I'm doing good tonight. I really don't need anything, but somebody else might need something. So let me go ahead and shout it down. Let me go ahead and pray it down. Let me go ahead and create an atmosphere where God can move. God, use me to help somebody. Use me to help somebody. Use me, God, to be a blessing. Amen. Get our minds off of ourselves and get our minds on what God is trying to do through us. But he that prophesieth edifieth the church. The tongues that is mentioned here is talking about the gift of tongues. 1 Corinthians 12 and 10. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. The gift of tongues is the occurrence whereby. Now, I want to tell you boys something. Y'all listen at me right now. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to all you on the front row. Y'all got, y'all looking at me? How many fingers am I holding up? Okay. Okay. Tongues and interpretation is this. This is when someone in the church speaks with tongues loudly and everybody pays attention to that. And everything gets quiet except them speaking in tongues. The message in tongues goes out. And then the interpretation of tongues is when someone else 
in the church gives the interpretation of what that person just said. So you would have somebody that would get up and stand and give out a message in tongues. And then when they got through, you would have someone that stand up and tell you what that person just said that you can't understand. Sound like they're speaking Spanish. You can't understand that. But God reveals it through the supernatural working of the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you, boys, that is an important part to the book of Acts church. That happened in biblical times. It happens now. And we need to do something to create the atmosphere and the person that will continue. Help us, God. Don't let us lose our heritage. Don't let us lose what God has created for the church. Help us to have a hunger. Help us to have a desire. Help us to reach for these things, oh God. And then 1 Timothy chapter 4. You can go ahead and stay and I'm going to, I'm going to try to close. 1 Timothy chapter, maybe if you're, you're standing, I'll feel more sorry for you. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 14, it says, Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. Neglect not the gift. Now my question to you today is, How many neglected gifts are in this house today? How many people has neglected the gift of God that God has dealt with you in the past? I want to use you. I want to do this through you. I want to speak through you. But you said, oh God, not me. I can't do it. We're like Moses said, oh God, send somebody else, not me. I've done been there, tried that. I've failed miserably. That's the reason why I'm way back here on the back side of the desert, God. I am not interested. The Bible tells Timothy, do not neglect the gift that God has given you. My desire today is to stir something up in this church congregation. To stir up some individual. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Everybody can't do it. Everybody's not going to do it. Everybody is not going to submit to the power and the gifts of God. Everybody don't have a desire. But some way, somehow, if I could stir up a desire in you as an individual to say, God, if you can use anybody, Lord, if you can use anything, God, just use me. God, I want to be used. I want to know what it feels like. Amen. Somebody ought to call Sister Cooper on the phone and say, Can you tell me what it feels like? Somebody ought to call Sister Robbins on the phone and say, Can you tell me what it feels like when God... I want to tell you it's a gift that we cannot lose, church. It's part of the supernatural. Because behind that... We can throw away healing behind that. We can throw away the laying on of hands because that's not pretty. Behind that, we can throw away discernment of the Spirit because that reveals too much. Behind that, we can throw away our holiness message. We can throw away our shouting. We can throw away our talking in tongues. We can throw away everything because 
that's not pretty, but I'm not interested in pretty. I'm interested in a move and a demonstration of the Holy Ghost that God would bless us with the supernatural like never before. Let's lift our hands and pray. Lift your hands and reach out to God today. Hallelujah. 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 Areas of concern today. Sister Cooper and Sister Robbins, which is used in the gifts here in this church, like I said, have not been here this year. No one else. No other messages in tongues. No other interpretation. It's kind of went silent. I look in the church in Stuttgart. To my knowledge, no one has picked up the mantle. You got a 76 year old. You got another guy that's in a wheelchair that's very critical health. To my knowledge, I don't know of anyone else that's ever did it there. What will happen? What will happen? What will happen when they're gone? You know what's going to happen? This little guy is going to get to be 25 years old one day. And he's going to say, I've never heard of that. This little guy is going to get to be 30 one day and he's going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. This little guy is going to get to be 40 one day and he said, I've never seen that done in the church before. Amen. This little guy is going to say, what are you talking about? I, I, I don't know what that is. A generation that grows up that knew not Joseph. And you know what they've done? The ones that brought them liberty. The ones that brought them salvation in the midst of a famine. They locked all of his kin folks up. And they put them in jail. They put them in bonds. And they made them slaves. Because why? They didn't know who Joseph was. Joseph didn't mean anything. Joseph just saved the entire nation of Egypt. Didn't mean anything to them. And you know what will happen in the church in the future? When this guy may be in the pulpit, or this guy may be in the pulpit, and somebody is moved on by the Holy Ghost, and they stand up and they start giving a message in tongues. He don't know what it is, and he says, Sit down, you're out of order! And the supernatural is bound up. The supernatural is locked up. The supernatural is locked to the pew. And can't be working in the church. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. No more healing. No more miracles. No more deliverance. No more salvation. Because, oh, we, we put that on, we've locked that up. We, 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 we don't want that anymore. We're too uppity for that. We're on, we're on the right side of the tracks. God, 
if it takes putting us on the wrong side of the tracks again, don't let us lose the glory. Don't let us lose the power. Don't let us lose the anointing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's lift our hands toward heaven right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, why don't somebody reach out to the Lord today? Why don't somebody reach out to the Lord today? Why don't somebody have the faith to say, God, use me? God, I'll dedicate. God, I'll consecrate. God, I'll change. God, I just want to be used in the kingdom. I want to be a benefit to the kingdom of God. Oh, here's a vessel. Here's a vessel. Here's a vessel. Here's a vessel. Anoint me, God. Use me, God. Use me, God. Lead me, God. Help me to be sensitive unto the gift of God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Work right now. Holy Ghost, touch a life right now. Holy Ghost, touch a heart right now. Holy Ghost, move in a home right now. God, move in young people. God, move in young marriage. Move in middle age right now. Move in our elderly today. Give us a hunger. Give us a desire for the gifts of God. Instrument, God. An instrument, God. An instrument that you can use, God. An instrument that you can use, God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost. Lead us, Holy Ghost. God, help us to be led of the Spirit, God. Help us to be led of the Spirit, God. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Help us to be led of the Spirit, God. Help us to seek spiritual gifts, God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We need you. Oh, I want you to feel welcome in.
in this church, God. I want you to feel welcome in this congregation, God. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost. Draw us near. Draw us near. Put a desire in our hearts. Put a desire in our souls, God. A hunger in our spirits today. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Help us today. Help us today, God. 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 Oh, yes, Holy Ghost. Yes, Holy Ghost. Yes, Holy Ghost. I want to be used of you. I want to be you. stand, lift your hands, let's sing this song as our testimony right now. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's thank God for His goodness today. Thank God for His mercy today. God, I love you. God, I worship you. I magnify you, God. Stir up a fire and a desire in our hearts and in our souls. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Amen. I know that's a little bit different than normally on Sunday morning. And uh, if I preach tonight, God's gave me something a little bit different for tonight. So if you like different things, you come on back tonight. Amen. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. So let's come praying, expecting and believing the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We'll see you back here in a few minutes, worshiping and praising God. Be here early for prayer. No choir practice tonight. Be here early, 6.30 for prayer. Church starts at 7. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.